0: As many as 200 Americans are reporting possible symptoms of directed energy attacks on every continent except Antarctica. It's called, or it's been called, the Havana Syndrome, for where it first started, because the mysterious neurological symptoms were first experienced by U.S. diplomats in Cuba. Roughly two dozen possible cases have now been reported in Vienna by U.S. intelligence officers. as first reported by the New Yorker. All right, here we go. Welcome to Plain Sight Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob. And today we're going to be talking about directed energy weapons. We're going to be talking about weird space weapons. We're going to be talking about space lasers. uh, Zero point energy. We're going to talk about um, technology. uh, More specifically military technology basically that um, is questionable. Questionable and when I say questionable I mean like Possibly alien tech or just weird sci-fi type technology that really gets your gears turning. It's like if the military has these sorts of things, if they have you know this sort of crazy sci-fi type tech, then you know what what else do they have? What do they have that they're not giving the public? You know, Uh, I have heard and kind of buy into this idea that you know, the military, the Pentagon, and probably Lockheed Martin, these types of organizations, uh they're probably more technologically advanced on on a kind of more underground level, like like we don't know everything that they have, you know. You think they just put iPhones out there for everybody to just go fucking willy nilly with them? No. I mean I'm sure that, you know, these things are tested and um but I don't know. I don't know shit. That's not even what we're talking about. Okay, we're not talking about iPhones. We're talking about uh, directed energy weapons, mostly. Um, now, uh, why does direct energy matter, and, and what is direct energy weapons? What is directed energy um I kind of just explained why it matters, you know. I mean, it's it's this kind of advanced, super secret technology that, you know, the public doesn't really know about and we probably should know about. I mean, why can't we know about it, you know? Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with this idea of free energy and this idea that energy around us can be utilized and it can be harvested in a way that uh, would allow us to have free energy for everyone, uh, and this is something that Nikola Tesla uh, wrote about a lot. And we're going to talk about him a little bit too on this show. But um, what is a directed energy weapon specifically? Now, this is from the Department of Defense. So I'm going to read here. Um, they describe them as quote technologies that produce a beam of concentrated electromagnetic energy or atomic or subatomic particles, unquote. Um, so these weapons include high-energy lasers, high-power radio frequencies, microwave devices, um, and charged or neutral particle beam weapons. Okay, so I don't know what all these weapons do specifically. I mean... Um, I, I have an idea of what they do. Um there is footage of of these things, some of these things being used that you can look at. Um you know, these high-powered lasers, uh, you know, they've used them in Iraq, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second, but um in 2003, um the Secretary of Defense at the time, Donald Rumsfeld and General Myers uh were asked about the weaponization of directed energy weapon technology. Now, this was in 2003, okay, and 9-11 had just happened a couple years before. Um, I don't know if at this time weapons of mass destruction were being uh, allotted out there or not, but this is uh, what they were asked. They were asked um, by this journalist, Nora O'Donnell, who, interestingly enough, is now the CBS nighttime Anchor, uh, Evening CBS News with Nora O'Donnell, she asked them this question about directed energy weapons, and they gave her this answer that, in the normal order of things, when you invest in research and development and begin a developmental project, you don't have any intention or expectations that one would use it. On the other hand, the real world intervenes from time to time, and you reach in there and take something out that is still in a developmental stage, and you might use it. Um, And she said, so you sound like you're willing to experiment with it. And then General Myers replied, he said, yeah, I think that's the point. And I think we have from the beginning of this conflict, talking about Iraq and Afghanistan, that sort of thing. I think General Franks, who was commander of U.S. forces in Iraq, has been very open to looking at new things. If there are new things available and has been willing to put them into the fight even before they've been fully wrung out. And we will continue to do that. So... He's talking about directed energy weapons here, and he means lasers, probably, microwave lasers, sonic devices. I mean, I've read where the military have they have the sort of technology to make uh, their enemies believe that um, they're having a religious experience, I think. I've read that, too, so there's lots of crazy shit that they have, okay? Um, now, according to Wikipedia in the United States, the Pentagon, DARPA... Air Force Research Laboratory, um, the United States Army, Armament Research Development and Engineering Center, and the Naval Research Laboratory are all researching directed-energy weapons and railguns to counter ballistic missiles, hypersonic cruise missiles, and hypersonic glide vehicles. These systems of missile defense are expected to come online no sooner than the mid-to-late 2020s. Well, they better get on that shit because as of November 17th, 2021, there's this article going around here with Russia, okay? And I've been... Um, Speculating in my own mind and telling my girlfriend, uh, just talking about how the next uh, 9-11 slash Pearl Harbor type event is probably going to be happening in space. It's going to come from space, and here we have this Russian anti-satellite test that has pissed some people off um, due to its cause of space debris. Now Russia carried out a military test destroying one of its own satellites and the debris actually has been threatening um, the International Space Station and satellites in low Earth orbit. This morning, outrage from U.S. officials after Russia carried out a missile test early Monday, firing an anti-satellite missile into space, obliterating one of its own satellites, and creating a vast debris field that's now orbiting Earth. The test has so far generated over 1,500 pieces of trackable orbitable debris and hundreds of thousands of pieces of smaller orbital debris that now threaten the interests of all nations. So... This is just kind of a precursor, I think, to a bigger agenda. This is a small little thing that has happened. I mean, it's not a small little thing. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. But um, expect to see more of these stories, I would say. More um, conflict in space. Uh, because that's that's where the next thing is going to come from. Um, and, I mean, I I say you can take that to the bank, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything, right? So anything could happen. But, uh, oh, here we go, Germans. Yes, Germans were also experimenting with um, kind of strange weaponry um, back in the 40s, sonic weaponry to be specific. Um, Their engineers developed a sonic cannon that could cause fatal vibrations in its target body. And they also investigated X-ray beam weapons and other technologically revolutionary secret weapons, allegedly. Big quote there on fucking allegedly, okay? We don't know. We don't know. Now, speaking of, um, you know, attacks happening from space, I'm going to talk about Star Wars and Reagan a little bit. Now, Star Wars, I mean, we all know what Star Wars is. If you haven't seen Star Wars then what are you doing? Go watch it right fucking now. It's classic, right? Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, I love Star Wars, personally. Um, I grew up on that shit, you know? I was like a nerd, so... I love that sort of thing. And um, now in... The last episode we did about UFOs, um, I think I mentioned this because astronaut Edgar Mitchell had mentioned it in an email that he sent to John Podesta that came out in WikiLeaks. Now, in 1983, Ronald Reagan proposed what was called the Strategic Defense Initiative, and this was to defend against nuclear attacks from the Soviet Union at the time. Now, because parts of the defense initiative were based in space they would be based in space the proposed system was dubbed star wars that's what they called it um because of all the kind of space weaponry um and these space lasers that reagan was kind of um throwing out there the the, the ideas of these things it was very star wars-ish and that's what it reminded people of um It was intended to defend the U.S. from intercontinental ballistic missiles by intercepting the missiles at various phases of its flight. Um, Now, in order to do this, the SDI would have required super advanced technological systems that they hadn't yet researched or developed. Um, Now, initial funding for it was approved by Congress in the mid-80s, but then you know how these things go. It, it, you know They go th- into Congress and something passes and then they start arguing about it. So um, Congress was arms experts and the public officials were arguing about it. And by the time the Soviet Union broke up in 1991, things with the defense initiative just kind of fizzled out. And I don't have really any more information on it. Now, speaking of Ronald Reagan, this is kind of interesting. I'll probably play this quote here. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? I find that quote really interesting um, for a couple of reasons. If you're into conspiracies at all, you've probably come across this quote before and people like to associate it with the idea that, um, you know, an alien, some sort of alien invasion is being planned to basically bring the world together and create this one world government, one world religion, which I think there might be something to the religion part of it, but I'm not sure about the whole one world government alien agenda, but there certainly does seem to be some sort of agenda with the alien stuff, and here Reagan is talking about how, you know, we would probably, how the world would come together if if we were facing an alien threat, Uh, but uh, as of 2021, I I don't know if that's (laughs) true. I mean, we can't even handle fucking, you know, coronavirus, let alone extraterrestrial extraterrestrial visitors, right, so... Now I want to talk about Lockheed Martin a little bit. Um, Lockheed Martin, they're they're the ones that are making all this weird aircraft stuff. A lot of the stealth aircraft stuff is what I'm going to mention here. Um, but uh, Lockheed Martin, they're an Air American Aerospace Arms Defense Information Security and Techno- Technology company with worldwide interests. Um, half of the company's annual sales are to the U.S. Department of Defense, and they are also a contractor for the U.S. Department of Energy and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, so NASA. Now, Lockheed Martin has this thing. It's an advanced development program called Skunk Works, and that's what we're going to get into a little bit here. Um, Now, the name, the term Skunk Works has always been used in business and engineering and technical fields to describe a group that is within an organization that is given a high degree of autonomy, and they're unhampered by bureaucracy, basically, with the task of working on advanced or secret projects. So Lockheed Martin has, you know, an advanced development programs where they make these top-secret projects and i mean all you have to do is give some of this stuff a quick goog, go on youtube watch some of these jets these fighter jets um like you know the, the sr 71 blackbird um or the a12 reconnaissance or the u2 like there's a lot of crazy or the Raptor, the Raptor is crazy too. Like it's Star Wars shit, man. Like the stuff that they're working on, like it's crazy to me. Jet technology is crazy. Lockheed Martin, I mean they're whatever they have, they're they're putting it in plain sight. It feels like I mean, I can't imagine seeing some of these things flying around back in the day. I mean, you wouldn't have any idea what they are. And I saw an article just the other day where they're now working on, Lockheed is working on making supersonic booms, you know, silent, basically. I mean, how are they able to make a supersonic boom silent unless, you know, you have technology that we don't know about? You know, I mean, how are you doing that? There's no technology that we know about, as far as I know. I mean, what do I know? I'm just a dumbass, right? But I mean, I've never—I don't know any technology that can do that. Um, but they have it over at Lockheed Martin, and that's what they're doing um, on their website. It says, for 40 years, Lockheed Martin has researched, designed, developed, and captured electromagnetic energy and elevated its power to create innovative directed energy solutions. We have developed laser weapon systems, radio frequency, and other directed energy technologies for air, ground, and sea platforms to provide an affordable countermeasure alternative. We are addressing a critical need such as accuracy, mobility, size, weight, and power, cooling, and minimal collateral damage. Lockheed Martin produces systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a layered, multi-domain, defensive approach. that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains with the capability to be able to neutralize a threat at the speed of a lightning strike, the precision of a surgical scalpel, with the magazine to deal with a swarm and with the scalable effect to be able to address that threat providing an effect all the way, the one end, from simply deterring it for a short period of time, all the way up to completely neutralizing and defeating that threat. Now, collateral damage, by the way, is what they call um, innocent civilians that get killed during war, basically. You know, if you accidentally kill someone, they call that collateral damage. Just a lovely little detail there. Now, I have a couple jets here that I... I mean, I think I just mentioned a couple, but, like, this P-80 Shooting Star was the first jet fighter used by the Air Force, and it was designed and built by Lockheed in 1943, and it was delivered just 143 days from the start of the design process, Um, and it was developed into a super-advanced design, including futuristic features such as canard four-wings and a blended wing body. But when Lockheed presented the design to the United States Army Air Forces. It was rejected as being technologically unfeasible. The project was so secret that only five of the more than 130 people working on it knew that they were developing a jet aircraft. So a couple interesting details there. Now this plane, the P-80 Shooting Star, 1943 this does not look like a plane or a jet from 1943 it looks like it could be from the 50s or the 60s even it's a very futuristic looking plane for the time and then you know it says only five of the 130 people working on it knew that they were developing a jet aircraft so there's a lot of people, like when it comes to conspiracy theories, things like 9-11 or JFK or what have you, a lot of people will make the argument of, well, how could so many people be involved in something like that and not not know, you know? And, and yet here we have an example right in front of our face that, you know, 130 people were working on this top secret jet and only five of them actually knew what they were making, you know? The rest of them were clueless. They didn't know what they were making, Um, Okay, now that's Lockheed Martin. Um, Directed energy weapons have been in the news um, really in the past couple years, they have um, concerning the Havana syndrome. Um, Now, this is from CNN um, in August is when I read this, but top officials met Friday on Havana syndrome as questions remain over what is causing the incidents. Um, top national security and intelligence officials met on Friday to assess the progress of investigations into the mysterious illness that has impacted dozens of U.S. spies and diplomats in the last few years, but they still don't have an answer as to what is causing the incidents. Um, now, New York Times first reported. In 2016, more than 100 U.S. diplomats became sick with inexplicable sensory experiences and physical symptoms that has come to be known as Avana Syndrome. Victims described hearing harsh mechanical noises and are experiencing uncomfortable pressure, like the sensation of driving fast in a car with one window partially down. Some sufferers said that when the symptoms first emerged that it felt like they were being hit by a beam of energy. Vertigo, vision problems, and difficulty concentrating were also reported. Hearing loss followed the auditory symptoms for some of the diplomats and agents with some cases intense enough that employees were forced to end their tours and return to the U.S. for study and outpatient treatment. There were also reports of two White House officials experiencing similar symptoms in November of 2020. So these sonic attacks are happening, these energy attacks that you cannot see um, this happened in Cuba, right, Havana, um, and these U.S. diplomats were experiencing these crazy, weird, creepy symptoms, where you know, pressure in the head and strange noises, and and it's all in their head because you can't see it, you can't see the energy that is attacking you, and and two people, two White House officials at the White House were also experienced this, so. What are they saying there? Are they saying that they were attacked at the White House? I mean, I'm not sure about all that. Um, I'll just mention this headline. This was another headline from August. Um, The U.S. Air Force predicts force fields and death rays by 2060. Um, Now, I'm about to talk about death rays and Nikola Tesla, but... um, The U.S. Air Force assembled a panel of experts to evaluate the future of these weapons, forecasting out to 2060 with their final report being released last month. The report predicts an important future for directed energy weapons, potentially including both space-based weapon systems and, quote, force fields. Pretty crazy stuff. And I read that article and the force fields that they described were very star wars ish like they kind of remind me of the force fields in phantom menace you know the shitty star wars that george lucas directed um, with jar jar in it like the big blue force fields uh, on naboo at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie that's what they kind of reminded me of now they mentioned death rays and and what even is a death ray um now death ray is something that nikola tesla created allegedly or i mean he didn't even create it um allegedly right uh we don't know a lot about it but nikola tesla if you don't know he was an engineer and a scientist um he designed the alternating current ac electric system which you know that is the electrical system used across the world today he created the Tesla coil, which is still used in radio. I mean, we have him to think for our remote controls, our phones, our smartphones. He predicted FaceTime. And this was back in the early 1900s. He was talking about this sort of thing. Now, he also claimed to have invented a death beam, which he called Teleforce in the 1930s and continued the claims up until his death. Now, no one really knew whether the death way was real, but it might be the breakthrough that the Allies needed to win the wars. So, um, American officials were actually terrified of Nazi Germany getting the weapons first, as the story goes, and they took Nikola Tesla's papers. And um, one of the people that did this, that took his papers, um, was... John D. Trump, which is Donald Trump's uncle, believe it or not. But he ended up um, taking those papers from the Alien Room. That's where he had his papers, Tesla did. It was called the Alien Room. Um, Now... He claimed that this weapon would harness a beam of metal ions hurtling along at 270,000 miles per hour. Now, as for how this beam was possible, Tesla was always coy citing new laws of physics that no one had ever dreamed about. He nevertheless bragged about his work to reporters that would listen. The all impenetrating beam would pack 100 billion watts into just 100 millionths of a square centimeter. Tesla talked about this weapon for decades saying it could shoot down airplanes from 250 miles away. The press landed name the press landed on a different name for the invention, death ray. Now despite claims to the contrary, Tesla never provided much proof that the death ray actually worked, but no one could quite dismiss the idea either. So, did Tesla actually have a death ray? In my opinion, yes. Did the military confiscate it? Probably that's what i get from all that and i've looked into this a bit before i would definitely encourage you to do your own research on this because nikola tesla first of all he's a very interesting character um and when you start looking into the things that he was interested in um it really kind of um starts to make you wonder at least it does for me about you know what really What really is going on? Now, I'm going to talk about one more thing. I'm going to talk about one more person. And this guy's name is John Hutchison. And this is a guy I I am going to encourage everyone to look into this guy, too. There are videos, documentaries on the Internet. Um, You have to look a little bit, kind of have to search a little bit. But it's worth it. Okay, okay. Look into this guy. His name is John Hutchison. Hutchison hopes his simple shake and bake method of producing these crystal energy converters will attract investors who can see the potential of permanent batteries, which never need charging. Non-toxic. That will interface with zero-point energy, space and time. Hutchison's more dramatic experiments border on the paranormal and have generated more than just a passing interest from U.S. military research labs. We've had about 750 demonstrations of levitation's translational movements, uh, metallurgical samples falling apart, uh, changing into transmuted unknown metals, Uh, quite a variety of obscure types of effects, wood impregnated into uh, metals, other objects in metals, Uh, monopole uh, magnetic fields written up in many journals. Um, quite a host or a Pandora's box of different types of effects on the outer edge of of the scientific uh, community. And he is a Canadian inventor and experimental scientist who has been experimenting with what we'll call field effects for almost 30 years. Now, the Hutchison effect is a collection of phenomenon discovered accidentally by him in 1979 during attempts to reproduce the work of Nikola Tesla. Hutchison uses radio frequencies and electrostatic sources. The Hutchison effect occurs in a volume of space where the beams intersect and interfere. The results are levitation of heavy objects Fusion of dissimilar materials such as wood and metal, anomalous melting without heating of metals, without burning adjacent material, spontaneous fracturing of metals and both temporary and permanent changes in the crystalline structure and physical properties of metal samples so lots and lots of different various effects through these experiments that he was doing and these experiments are fucking nuts dude like there's a video of him like literally floating a bowling ball like it just levitates in the air and if flies up in the air, just weightless. And he does this with lots of different objects. Um, One of the key effects... Yeah, it says right here, one of the key effects he reproduced many times was levitation or an anti-gravity effect. Objects were sometimes seen to levitate, or if they didn't, then they disintegrated. Sometimes materials subjected to the Hutchison effect seemed to also change at an elemental level rapid rusting, steel turning into iron. Sometimes severe bending occurred on the metal and other times the metal jellified thinning. Transmutation and rapid aging also occurred on the metal, which I just find fascinating. This idea of transmutation and the rapid aging, I mean, that's some alchemical shit, right? That's like Holy Grail, uh, Fountain of Youth, Ark of the Covenant type shit. Uh, at least that's what that makes me think of. Not to say that those things have anything to do with those, but um, now he, like I said, he's reproduced his experiments many times and the results have been recorded on video and included in a number of TV documentaries that focus on unusual scientific experiments. Hodgson's metal samples have been repeatedly tested by scientists, including a group at the Max Planck Institute in Germany that confirmed his effects and in some of his experiments, he also observed spontaneous combustion where fires appeared out of nowhere. He also confirmed that Colonel John Alexander and others from the U.S. military visited him in 1983 and filmed his experiments with a team from Los Alamos National Laboratories. Canadian MP Chuck Cook and Dr. Lorne A. Kuhn of Canadian Security Intelligence Service contacted him in 1986 and told him his work was a matter of national security. Hutchison says he's been told that Defense contractor has his technology and has been developing it. And from last I heard, they actually confiscated his stuff and his material and the things that he was working on. So their government has it, I'm pretty sure. Um, so this guy and this story is crazy, man. You look into this guy and you start to realize, yeah, this shit is real. This is real deal shit. We are living in a science fiction film. It's, it's just real life. Now he says spontaneous combustion is, was a result of this directed energy and, um, This is a conspiracy that's been floating around a lot, especially the past 10 years or so. The idea that directed energy weapons are being used to create wildfires in California and Oregon. Now, I personally don't know how much I buy into that. I mean, people like to blame directed energy weapons, or at least conspiracy people blame directed energy weapons on wildfires all the fucking time like that's all like if it's like if there's a wildfire it was directed energy weapon you know it's like and then i'm not gonna call every fucking wildfire um uh caused by directed energy weapons i just don't i don't really buy into that <laughs> all right how long has this been 30 minutes man i kind of plowed through that didn't i Alright well that's good enough for me um, I hope this was interesting to you guys um, uh, I'll probably be I don't know what I'll be talking about next but um, I'll definitely be back soon with something interesting uh, definitely go check out uh, my Instagram Plainsight Podcast I'm going to post some pictures of some of these jets from Lockheed Martin and just some interesting pictures So for a little more context so go check that out and thanks for tuning in